Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello. Oh, God. There it is. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this, the 42nd Second. episode you've of never said it season with conviction. two of the worst idea For of all time. For a guy who's great with numbers, you're no good with numbers. I'm not that great with numbers. You need to talk to the microphone more, Guy Montgomery. I want to. You I need, want to, well, you you need to work harder with numbers. So uh, here's what I've all got things to work on this week, Tim. Here's what I would like to bring up straight off. I would like to say a massive thank you to this episode sponsor, which is Karma Cola, which is bloody good stuff. It is. I would. I would like to describe it as as sort of the the lifeblood of this episode of the worst idea of all time. We've been chugging this stuff for hours now. Yeah. We've filled up the studio in which we record. We're up to our shins in Kamakola. It's nuts. If you can hear that um, beautiful tone that's on the podcast this week, it's because of the gorgeous ingredients in Kamakola have invaded the microphone. They're in all my equipment now, and I'm, I'm okay with it. It's Frank, good. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I was pretty. It's watching you pour it over the all of this technical equipment. I was like, that that can't be right. And, and yet, here we are. Yeah. Sounding better than ever. I would also like to qualify that by saying if you do own technical equipment and you do enjoy Karma Cola, don't take the risk Tim did. I think this is yeah, a don't once. don't do it at home. This is a once-er. Yeah. Um, but I would like to say Karma Cola's bloody good shit. You can't get in the States yet, but I think they're trying to make a play to get in there next year or something. But um, if you're in the UK, have a hunt round, grab one, tell them your old mates Timbo and Guy Guy sent you. And, tell the, uh, tell the, tell the store smile. owner. Tell yeah. the corner store owner. You go, oh, I'll <laughs> tell you who sent me here. Baffle them. Tim and Guy. He'll, he'll be like, what are you talking about, mate? He's like, oh, he's Tim and Guy, wasn't it? Oh, demo. <laughs> I don't know what that accent was. Where are you from, Mr? So you got a mighty interesting voice. I am an old geezer from old geezerville. Is that in any known country on planet Earth, or is that sort of just a make-believe land? Old England, but do not press me on what part. I won't. Frankly, yeah, I'd just like to buy this kind of cold and, and leave the store. It's a mighty fine product. It's my favourite. All right, why don't you tell your mother about it? I will. All right. I'll tell my whole family. There we go. That was a little uh, a um, a little summary of what might happen to you. 
if you're in the UK and you buy Karma. Sounds interesting. Um, Karma Cola, go buy it. Now, listen, Guy, uh, here's what I want to, I, I really want to kick this off with. There was a, this has been sent in by a listener and um, I'm so fucking ecstatic about it. Her name was Becky Weston, um, W-E-S-T-O-N. I really appreciated getting the message on on this one, Becky. It's a good thing you spelled out that surname. Uh, yeah, so everyone can find you. Might not know who to who to find. Yeah. Now listen, Becky sent in a message telling me that we're telling us Jared from the a TV show, oft forgotten but very underrated, The Pretender that was on in the nineties. Uh, or maybe early 2000s. I don't know this show. It. The Pretender was amazing. The Pretender was, it had this, um, the intro, the beginning, I still kind of remember it. It was like some black and white footage and it was Jared like popping in and out and Miss Parker was there as well. And it was like, there are pretenders among us, geniuses with the ability to become whoever they want to be. And it was about this guy, Jared, who was born at this institute and he was like a genius. And then um, he broke out of there because they kept doing experiments on him. And he basically would just go in quantum leap style and like assume a position within the community for a little while. And then Miss Parker and the, the, the Institute would like catch up on him. They were always hot on his heels. It was like this real cat and mouse game. <laughs> anyway, who did, who did, who as an audience member, you obviously were meant to sympathize with Jared. Yeah, yeah. So Jared like was in, this lovely guy. He was often like, I remember him being a doctor. I remember seeing him in a so lab he'd, code lock. He'd roll into a community and assume like a, a role of a pillar. He would be hard out. Of, Tremendous use. Yeah, and I think that's how... value. It's a long time since I've seen it, but I think that's kind of how the series worked, that he was this tremendous force for good in the community. So the Institute was evil. Um, Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. They were painted very much as the villain, as the antagonist in the series that was trying to take him down. Anyway, um, I'm loath to even bring this up because I'm so embarrassed, frankly, but Jared is the guy who I first assumed was an assassin after Mr. Big at the gay wedding, (laughs) who says, you have a good night. And it's incredible because it completely fits the mythos of that original series. He has somehow infiltrated this... High society wedding happening in New, oh, happening in uh, Connecticut, and it's how amazing is that? He rec- Jared's so there. He, do you know what it is? He recognizes Mister Big as a fellow genius who's been undergoing uh, like sort of quite abrasive and uh, unfair treatment at the hands of the uh, institute. In this instance, the gals. I think you're right. And he's like coming in to try and fucking save the day oh, but so good he has to pull he has to pull back it's so satisfying to see like a character that i'd forgotten about but I, I used to love the pretender it was such a good show fuck it was good when would you watch it uh at night was at it night as a kid you, were you of age to watch it or were you sort of yeah, was it a bit of a treat from memory it wasn't too hard out it kind of had like not quite x-files level it, it i think it had a punt at keeping things sort of a bit thrillerish you know yeah there's kind of there's some aspects that are a bit MacGyvery about it because you'd often have to kind of like really improvise solutions to, to situate. It was bloody good, bloody good show. MacGyver didn't invent problem solving. I remember it being on around the same time as Viper. Did you ever hear about Viper? Viper was about <laughs> Viper was ludicrous, but such good fun. It was about a Viper car and like this team that used the Viper and the Viper could like change color and go into four wheel drive mode and it had a, a mini hel. It was so probably like, the world's the- first drone actually. It had this little helicopter that flew off it. It's like Transformers it in like the real a, world. A shitty adaptation of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It was like the most amazing. Sounds bit like a nineties uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> most amazing bit of just a corporation making its own. It was like branded content, but a bastardization of it before the concept even really existed. Dick Van Dyke voiced Viper in the same way David Hasselhoff <laughs> voiced <laughs> Night Raider. <coughs> 
God, that'll be good. I'll tell you what I want to do. Yeah. It's more Michael Caine than Dick Van Dyke. Okay. You can Turn left at the that. next intersection. And that's, Who was that? Oh, they're both having a bit of trouble with their voice modulation. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Getcha. Gotcha. So, look, Put it so in the satisfied bank. for that. And the other bit of listener submitted feedback that I, I would be, um, uh, what's the word? Like, Disappoint. Remiss. Remiss um, to not bring up is... And I'm so sorry, I've forgotten who sent me this. I was trying to look for it before, but I couldn't find your name. I really apologize. But someone gave me a bloody hot tip. The Suzanne Summers book that features extensively Breakthrough. throughout this movie, Breakthrough, is in the movie as a result of zero spend. There is, there's not product placement. Michael Patrick King just fucking loves the book. <laughs> Seriously. Suzanne, someone gave me the link. I should post it actually on the Facebook. Um, of Suzanne Summers' blog post when she talks about it, and she's like, believe it or not, I paid zero dollars to get this <laughs> book into the film. Michael Patrick King is just all about was it. Was the post sort of Suzanne Summers distancing herself from the film? Was it sort of oh, like, she was flattered beyond, oh, okay. beyond belief, as you could imagine. If someone like took your book, if you were someone famous for being in a, in a like 90s sitcom and then the thigh master, and then your next thing is a book. She Which was the host of up. Figure It Out on was Nickelodeon. Fig- was that a kid's? It's Figure It Out with your host. Show, yeah. I remember the other one where uh, I remember uh, We're in the World is Calm in San Diego, the game. Yeah. Was that Nickelodeon? There was that other one that had a big ticky torch thing that talked to you. What was that one called? Legend. No. Yeah. Legend, Legends, Legends of, of the, the Hidden, Hidden Temple. Temple. Yeah. Good show. Anyway. That was a good show. Those temple guards were terrifying. Hey, Nickelodeon, good shout. Good yard. You know they're launching a channel which is just uh, uh, it's entirely comprised of 90s Nickelodeon shows. Man, you'd think they're paying us for this, eh? We're, yeah. Su- we're Suzanne Summersing Nickelodeon. All of a sudden I feel very close to Michael Patrick King. Very I always close. feel... It's, I was always, close as last week. Well, I think the important distinction to make is that from our discovery of listening back to what Michael and Patrick King recorded on the last episode is... That's two people, baby. That's Didn't crazy. Didn't know that. Didn't know that going into this film. But now well, we do. no. Uh, Guy. Tim. There's two people I want to talk about after watching this movie for the 42nd second, second time. With conviction. For the 42nd time. Uh, one of them is Brady. And the other one is Dick Bart. I want to talk about Brady and Dick Bart. Oh, yes, I do. I want to talk about Brady and Dick Bart, so I think I will. How about you? Oh, Brady and Dick Bart, they're going to have a battle, don't you know? Who's going to come out victorious? Only share do know, only share do know, only share do know. Do you believe in Brady and Dick Bart? I can feel something inside of saying... Brady is going fucking insane. Brady. He's in charge of all the rats. And he hasn't been lingering around the podcast nearly as much as I would have liked the past couple of episodes to be to be H. How much power is there in harnessing all of the rats? That's kind of the perpetual question, isn't it? And I think it's kind of infinite. I was um I, I went I went for a run for the first time in ages yesterday down Western Springsway and there were rabbits fucking everywhere. Not the verb, the adjective. They were all over the shop, all over that park. And it got me thinking, like, if you've got enough resources, you know, animals are just 
It's a limitless supply of energy. It's like the Matrix. It's yeah. like when they turned us into batteries and they just farm us. It's well, like that, yeah, I, I do. you do have to look at it like that because farming rats, I've not done it much myself, but I'm, I'm very close to people who own rat farms. <laughs> What's the <laughs> Simpsons quote? Say what you will about this country. $10 still buys you a lot of rats. <laughs> is that the Simpsons? <laughs> I don't know. That? It's very funny, though. Bloody good. So, yeah, I've not worked at a rat farm, you know, but I've, I, I've got uh, family members who own pretty prominent rat farms here in New Zealand. And the thing is, you can breed them. Rats breed like crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, what they're famous for. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, once you've got, say, a, God knows how many rats there are in New York. I would argue there's two rats to every person in New at York least. City. At least. I honestly reckon way more than that. Maybe are, like six times. What are, they, are they like, I guess, nine million people in New York City? Mm, we're really going to show our ignorance here. No, I think well, it's so, more than that. I think it's north of that. No, we'll call well, it mate, nine. A city. Yeah, I guess nine million's a lot. So that means that there are 50, oh, I'm gonna 54 gonna million like Brady, before he's even left the sewers of New York, has harnessed the power of what, 54 million rats. What, were you going by six? Uh, yeah. No, I was going by nine. By nine. nine. Nine million people, there are six times as many rats. What I'm saying here is that rats are pretty indifferent to whether or not they're fucking relatives or, you know, friends, ex-partners or whatever the you know they don't whatever, have the whatever the, that we do. they don't have you know they don't have the same foibles that we humans Dude, do. Nice work, man. The population of NYC at the latest census in 2013 was 8.4 mil. I want to give you a high five. That brother. is a pretty good one. Yeah, bloody good. Which makes good. which makes that 54 million number rat figure all the more terrifying. So yeah, they all breed. I mean, what's a what's a rat litter? Thirty? Yeah, I'd say so. Maybe like slightly less than that, We're maybe 20. fast approaching numbers of henchmen or hench rats that I can't even tally in my head. Thing is, right, here's what must be happening with the rats. You are, you are, it's like cockroaches. If you see one, that means there's a hundred yeah. in your walls. So with the rats, when they pop up, they're representing this. They're like the tip of the iceberg. The ones that you see, absolute tip of the iceberg. So what's happening is the rats are only every now and then having the gall to come up to grab a bit of pizza from a subway or something. And then they scurry back down. But underground, where we can't see them, they are like just absolutely thriving. Undoubtedly. Down there. And now I think it's very important I put the question to you, Tim. Yeah. How many rats, you know, armed with nothing but your your limbs and body, yeah, and mind. Yeah. How many rats would it take to take you down? What's uh, the What's the max number before trained or untrained? Uh, um, like are these Brady's rats or just, just normal rats? Normal rats first. Okay, normal rats to actually. I don't think it would be that many, to no, be honest. I reckon less than a hundred. Yeah, I was thinking around the hundred figure. If they were like good, okay, are they water rats or just other rats? Because water rats grow miscellaneous, very big. a mix of everything, a mix of every. That's a good way to look at it. I w- I'm going to say fifty, uh, seventy-five. No, you, seventy-five. 75. You'd definitely take down fifty rats. Yeah, I reckon I could take down fifty. You start tiring between sixty and seventy. Yeah, that's what I feel too. It's around that figure when you'd really start. I like slowing the thing. Down. I could do a hundred. Yeah, I look at them like wheat bits. You're like, a little how taller many than can me you too. They got m- further to move. Yeah, well, pretty much. So what I'm saying is, I mean, fuck. Once once Brady mobilizes, yeah, the East Coast, like certainly New York, the city, and then eventually the wider state, the surrounding cities, uh, Newark, Boston, Connecticut. Connecticut, Philadelphia, maybe as far as Atlanta. Fuck. They're all going to fall. Right off. This is the th- and it's interesting you say the word fall because this is what I see going down. Like the rats are just expanding their empire under the the crust of the earth, right? Where we're where we're up, just doing our thing. 
those sinkholes that happen, they might well be Brady's rats or just normal rats, just absolutely caning it because they hollow shit out to make their little community. I've always thought a sinkhole is one of the gods getting frustrated with another one of the gods' territory and just touching a world map. Oh, man, that's terrifying. Do you think the gods are that vindictive? Yeah, I reckon. They're just they're out there just having really petty yes. fights with each other and that just is killing. Exactly how I think. I think what the gods' vision of they're religion. just more powerful versions of us. It would make sense because in like all of the, well, I don't know all most of the religious stuff I hear about, you know, we're made in his or her or their graven image. Yeah. So like, yeah, if we're being jerks here, they're probably being jerks up there too. Absolutely. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> the rats could spread as far as Atlanta. Just try and transition out of a genuine still. moment of connection with the, the spiritual world. Yeah. Come on, man. What look, What I'm trying to say is, I mean, first of all, Dickbot, it's very difficult for him to even have any gauge on the movement of these rats. If a lot of their work is being done underground, I mean, what is, aside but, from the uh, fact man. he's immortal in a sense, what is Dickbot going for him? Well, I mean, Immortality, obviously, pretty valuable play uh, in any battle to the death. He okay, so he. I don't see him as being immortal, but it's like, um, what's the word? Or like, yeah, maybe he's okay. You're right. He is immortal, but he's not invulnerable. So yeah. this is like a classic comic book character thing where he could theoretically live forever because he just keeps like transitioning his consciousness into a different body, yeah. right? But you, you could destroy kill him. him. Well, you could though. If you kind of like got him into one container and then destroyed that container, then he's gone. So if you if he was in Dickbot, yeah. Say, so if he was just in Dickbot, and then and the you rats, destroyed if the three hundred rats, destro- rats or whatever, whatever yeah. the number that Dickbot could take, he could take on way more than us. Yeah, no, though. he could Not take on millions. Double. Yeah, yeah, a shit ton. Because we see what would happen with us if we fought all of Brady's rats is they'd take chunks out of us and we'd start bleeding out. But with Dickbot, he's presumably made of iron or titanium or some kind of really strong metal. And the what would the rats do? They try and bite in. They can't even get their like teeth into it. Yeah, them, you know, it would be rat-proof metal. It would be rat-proof, undoubtedly. Metal. Yeah, if, I mean, and it takes so any, many rats. To any uh, up-and-coming or established scientists listening who are who are building AI at the moment, I mean, if you're involved in mechatronics, I'd love to hear from you. I'd also love to hear what the what the actual term is for rat-proof. So it can't just be as, as colloquial as rat proof. That doesn't ring very true for me. Do you reckon there's a. There's got to okay, be another word for rats. You being, know how okay. like cows are bovine and cats are feline. Oh, and yeah. Dogs are cat. Hey, everything rhymes with. I mean, ends with nine. What's that about? Uh, Latin, presumably. Yeah, true. Touche, Gomont Gom. Gone. But, uh, the. the okay, beyond being able to survive millions of. Uh, an attack, an onslaught from millions of rats, I mean, what has Dickbot got going into this battle? If it. This is the great unknown. The great variable is: has he pushed his consciousness into a different container before he started to fight? Like, so is he just in that one shell? Spl- can he split his consciousness? Why? Well, I, th- I feel like he's a, he's like a digital consciousness, so it's more like he spreads it rather than splits it. He he transitions everything into another. I watched that. Um, you know, uh, Charlie Broker did a Dark Mirror, Black TV Mirror, series. Black Mirror. I beg your pardon. And I watched the first episode of that the other night. Even though it came I, out a couple of years ago. I also watched the first episode of that in the like last in between the last episode of the podcast. So yes. it's like that. That's weird that we both watched that this week. Yeah, very odd. Um, so that's it. That's got uh, a storyline in it about the kind of transition of digital consciousness into a different device. It's like along those lines, you know. No, the first one I watched was about the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Were you watching it one? I was watching something called White Christmas. Oh, maybe I was watching the first episode of season three. 
That's possible. Starting there and working First back. episode of season one, and it got a little bit of press recently. We know the information about David Cameron came oh, out. Oh, fucking... A it's a bit pig. of a spoiler. Yeah, like the entire premise of the episode is built around the notion that a terrorist has kidnapped the princess, the princess of Wales, and the uh, terms for the return <laughs> of the princess are that the Prime Minister of the UK has to uh, fuck, have sexual intercourse with a pig live on national television. Charlie Broker, you genius. That's so good. Yeah. That is bloody good for me. It is a sensational watch. <laughs> I watch I'll go back to the first season. That, that that one I saw was real dark. So yeah, explain the concept of the technology shifting. Oh look, it's just about it's basically you know how there's Siri? It'd be like if you only had Siri in one phone versus the very distributed nature that she's in now. You know, that's what I'm saying. So like if we've got Dickbot just in existing in one metallic- No, he does he's 
take over us because there's, there's like by weight more of them than there is of us, and they're real strong and shit. But le- ants lack they leadership. Lack, they 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 have some leadership within their colony, but they lack like a, a macro. Maybe this is the only thing that separates us from other animals that we were able to organize ourselves on like a species wide level rather than just right, a we instilled like a an overriding hierarchy beyond yeah. like beyond just singular strains beyond your little uh, clique. That's not a great read for humans. We just enforced rules. Uh, yeah. With a more widespread efficiency than a, any other animal. Yeah. Do you think the? I mean, I reckon whales probably are running the ocean in the same way humans run the land. I do like you reckon to think, they're telling everyone what to do. They can talk. Whales speak different languages. Is that right? Yeah, there's different strains of whale. Fuck. I speak two. Do you? There's one. Yeah, there's the first dialect. Interesting how they have different ranges, different hombres. Different sizes. Yeah, I guess that would be it, wouldn't it? Everything makes the sound subject to its size. The rats, very high-pitched. The humans, somewhere in the mid. Whales, very low, very bassy. Except for those big whales with the high voices. But that's embarrassing. Well, no, they're no different from the other whales. In essence, though, would you disagree that the premise of this battle, I mean, the the main, the the battleground in essence is the Pentagon's in Washington, D.C.? Oh, undeniably, yeah. The seat of power, literally. So Brady's got a head start. I mean, the, why? Because New York City to yeah, Washington, D.C. Yeah, but Dick versus... Bob can travel through the internet. So even oh, if okay. Brady had to catch a train with his rats, he would get there slower. Although if Dickbot is using the metal body he I was I do given, not think that Brady is travelling by train. He might be. He might How be. The rats aren't. What, a helicopter or something? Do sewers run between entire cities? Hmm. Yeah. I think within a state, definitely. I don't know if they go across state lines. Well, Probably, it's either he's, so he's mobilised a certain amount of them to just travel by sewer, and then right. the others, the water rats, he's trained up to travel through rivers, tributaries, any sort of flowing water between cities. Do you know what would be incredible if there were so many rats, and because they're under the leadership of King Brady, they were able to create like chariots where a fucking thousand rats would get together and form one wheel and act as a wheel. And then like, so there's 4,000 yeah, rats as well. Fuck. And then like 10 million have formed the platform and then all the other rats are on top just chilling while these thousand, 4,000 rats are like running around in a circle like a wheel, propelling it for. Imagine seeing that on the horizon approaching you, like 20 million rats all comprising a fucking chariot thing with Brady I riding up top. I struggle to think of anything that's more terrifying <laughs> than the very striking oh, visual God. image it's like, that you've conjured. Just... It, it, you know, it starts off like anything else does, a dot It'll on the horizon, a, and before yeah. you know it, it's and also, the it, It's a dot on the horizon, and then also just dust gently rising around your feet. You know, oh, oh. I didn't know that this carpeted floor was so dusty. Yeah. Oh, man. Terrifying. So, see, see I mean... Dick oh, bot, though, everything would be shiny. It's less scary. So you... <laughs> I guess you'd rather Dick bot triumphed. I feel like the death at Dick Bot's hand would be cleaner. It's interesting because it does, this is an extension of during the movie I asked you, I sort of accused you in general of eventually within our lifetime I think we'll get to a point where you'll be forced to make a decision between technology and humanity. Mm. And I think you would, your ultimate undoing will be that you are more likely to preserve or save or side with technology. Now why do you think that'll be my undoing? 
I, look, I, I, I felt like I articulated it much better before the. I think it may be my ultimate triumph. Yeah, I wasn't going to help you complete your sentence. No, that obviously, is, I'm laying it. Pretty... I'm laying something against you. Yeah. yeah. It was because I almost spelt a drink on your laptop, and then I didn't. And you were like, yeah, dude, this is how it's going to go down. Yeah, because You're you chose to spill it on yourself rather than a laptop. And I think that that will... It was a good thing. It was your laptop. Yeah, I know, but I just think that Maybe you'll carry I... that through your entire life. I like that the reading of that could have potentially been good on Tim for taking a hit instead of damaging someone's property. But your takeaway is Tim doesn't like humans. Tim loves tech. Yeah. You're a real piece of shit, Montgomery. Hey, I, at least, I, lo- at while, least I love human I'm beings. I'll tell you now. You fucking animal. I love human or the beings opposite too. of an animal, I love you human, robot. I love human beings so much that I'm willing to like sacrifice myself. Why don't you run away and marry Scarlett Johansson's voice? <laughs> maybe, maybe I would if you give me the chance, mate. She wouldn't. She's already in love with millions of other pieces of technology. Yeah, I guess so. Um, hey, look, shining light. Oh, I did have something for this. Yeah, do you, you remember got me to write it down? I, okay, I'll good. find it for you. I don't Thanks. have one, so um... <laughs> you've got to have one. Those are the rules. No, I don't have one written down. Well, oh my god, we haven't made our big announcement yet either. We got merch now, bitches. Yeah, we, we really do. shouldn't bury this in the middle of the episode. We'll remind you at the end. Really should have put it at the top. <laughs> we like just right finished. after a deeply speculative <laughs> conversation about. We just finished making a merch store for the website. You, you have just finished. In fairness, Tim has built the whole thing from scratch while I've sat idly by. Yeah, I was sweating too. It was really. Yeah, you really I, were. I still, I'm not. I'm not at all confident. I've. It's gonna work, but I think yeah. it'll work. I think um, it'll absolutely work. If you go to worstideaofalltime.com slash merch or you just go to the front page and it'll direct you there there's a first up at the top of the page is a donate button through paypal which many people have asked for over the the months and months that we've been doing this they're like we want to give you guys some money we've been listening for ages like how do we do it and i'm like i don't know yeah <laughs> which is yeah probably stupid on my part but whatevs happy to biff them out for free up until now but now we are cashing in and selling out by as shit. best we goddamn can so like um if you want to make a donation, please send us a message on Facebook as well, and like, we'll read something out for you. You know, if you want to, you want you want to be on the on the party, we'll do a little shout out. Yeah. Um. And uh. But we've got t-shirts on there of our tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> that we've got, so you can wear it semi permanently. We've oh. got um data caps. Obviously. The tattoo, by the way, is Patty Schwartz party time with some Ario Speedwagon lyrics in Latin. Some almost accurate Latin. Uh, we've got uh, the original LP cover for the very popular ska band Intergalactic Glory Hole available. It's Mr. Big's uh, 15-piece Kinks cover 16 band. 16-piece. 16 16-piece, if you include him. He's more of a band leader. I don't know if I'd chuck him in the mix. He's playing an instrument. Um, featuring fan favourite Tyrone, Tyrone Wishbone. <laughs> oh, I struggle with it every time because I love him so much I get choked up halfway through his name. You get nervous. And we've got the drinking rules as a poster as well for grown-ups too. We don't need to look. It's all available. If you're curious, you'll look at it. But uh, congratulations, Tim, and congratulations us. I remember what my shining light is. Okay. Um, It's when the shake, when they're just like at the beginning of sussing out the trip with Samantha, they're sitting down at the launch of Heart of the Desert, the film premiere, and the shake says... uh, I want you to make Abu Dhabi a star like you did for Smith Garrett. <laughs> but there's a he, massive emphasis on Smith Garrett's name. Yeah, you feel like it was the last take of the day. It was just a classic, just do one. Michael, Michael, no, no, no. I reckon Michael was like, yeah, we need to hear Smith Garrett. This is important for the thing. He's like, I've been saying Smith Garrett the entire time. Very clearly, I've been enunciating. 
He's like, I just, I need it a little slower, yeah. a little firmer. Like, I'll take the piss on one. Like, All right, Michael, how about oh, yeah. this? I want you to make Abu Dhabi a star like you did for Smith. Get it? But Michael and Patrick King are so unpredictable. They were like, yes, perfect. Yeah, buy nailed it. it. That's lunch, everybody. I love it, though. It's bloody enjoyable, this go around. Tell me that. Do you, do you have one? I know you didn't before. Of course I do. changed. I'm, I'm packed to the gills with shining lights. Go on, then. Uh, what I really like is when Steve is just in the movie. Uh, he's a goddamn treasure. This is so weak. He's a goddamn treasure. He's uh, he's adorable. He's one of the few people whose mythology we haven't sullied by speculative ideas about what he might get up to in his spare time. Uh, and I think that reflects positively on on him and on us. Steve. Steve. The broad idea of Steve. Has it occurred to you that the two characters arguably we love the most in both seasons... Wow, characters. You know, Steve Buscemi was a massive feature of season one. The Steve Buscemi mystery tour I looked forward to every week. Yeah. And in this season, we've got another different Steve. My father's name is Stephen. Is this? Read from that what you will. Is this where it's all come down from? I've got... Is this Guy Montgomery desperately reaching out to his father for approval, saying, love me, daddy, I'm doing something <laughs> I've now. found a pretty obscure <laughs> channel to do it, if that's what it is. <laughs> We're all just looking for our dad's approval at the end of the day. Yeah. It's what we're he all here to do. He can wade through 98 and a half episodes of the podcast and stumble into this gem. <laughs> Fucking full credit to your dad. Now you know how much I love you. And anyone <laughs> listening, namely any other family members, don't you fucking tell him this is buried here, all right? Shout out to my papa too. I, I feel like I should chuck this in. He's a good man. Love you, Andy. You good this dude. is quite cute. We're just burying our love for our parents. <laughs> right in episode 99, or release 99 of the yeah. podcast. We looked at that before because I thought it might be number 100. Number 100. What a journey it's been. Hey, squabba da boop 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 Where's he going? What's, What's his favourite DC character? Well, he is wearing a fedora as a disguise from his distinctive coffee-stained hair. Ah, uh, the fedora. He's wanting to hang out among the internet elites, blend in like a cool guy. That's right. The origins of the fedora can be traced back to the etymology. F-E, the periodic periodic symbol for iron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do, as in be active. <laughs> yes. Ra, as in, oh, scary. Yeah. So, you know, a scary, active... Of iron. Metal. Mm. It's a reference to Dickbot. It is. Everything, all, all scary roads active metal. lead back to Dickbot or Brady. One or that, was his, uh, that was his code name, Scary Active Metal. Fact. What was he doing, though? I mean, where was he going? <laughs> he's, he's going to a What's record to? store. Let's see. Yeah. Is, he, uh, going to buy is his... he going to Amoeba? Yeah, he's going to Amoeba to buy an Intergalactic Glory Hole album. Yes, he is. In all seriousness, I uh, barely noticed him this week. Oh. That's a shame. So that's the thing, though, is that we speculate about him so often, week to week, and then, you know, it doesn't happen very often because you get excited by the idea of him and you tune in and hone into his movements. But Pretty much got a countdown. Because he's only there for like eight seconds. Yeah. I mean... Oh, he's easy to miss if you kind of... Yeah, if you don't know he's if really you don't there. know he's there, 
God, he's a hero. He is, isn't he? He really shoulders that scene, I think. Because otherwise you've just got four women you don't care about in a cafe talking about nothing. But luckily he's there to save the goddamn day by just drinking a bunch of coffee. If we ignore the events that happen after his departure off screen, even if you just analyse what we see on screen, he's still a legend for just drinking a stupid amount of coffee. Just take it at what I, it is. There's Call a, a fine spade line. a spade. Yeah. Good dude. Great guy. He's, 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 he treads a fine line between a legend and reckless. The pace at which he consumes Everyone that scalding does. hot java. The line between genius and insanity is measured only by success. And Coffee Guy has done so much stuff with his life, you could not possibly accuse him of being a slouch, a failure, or a madman. He's a goddamn genius. Mm. You know? But I mean... He exploits. Yeah. So, you know, and fair enough, all power to him. He's taking a day off. He's going record shopping. Yeah, and that's what cool people do when they have a day off. They go look at music, physical music. Yeah, because they what what cool people like to do is slow down the process of actually getting to hear the music. It's called building hype. The more cumbersome the method of music playing is, the uh, the more release of pheromones or dopamine or whatever the good feelings are. It's like Simon and Garfunkel said. I don't know if it's their song, actually. Slow down. Don't you go move too, too fast. fast. You move too fast. You've got to make the moment last. Is that them? Yeah. Yeah. You know, song they're wise dudes. Mistakenly thought to be about premature ejaculation. Feeling groovy, as we all are. Tell you what I'm interested in, though. It's the strange old brown, old dusty old leather-bound book sitting in a shelf all by its lonesome, gathering particles, just waiting to be picked up. <sighs> Blowing on. Blow those cobwebs away. Brush them away. It's amazing, considering that that big scribes in this book week by week, it's Mm. amazing how much dust and cobwebs it accumulates in between entries. Oh, yeah. I mean, the office is filthy. There's no air ventilation. Yeah, it's disgusting. Just sort of grime and dust and all that kind of lint and all that stuff, it accumulates seriously quickly. So what he's done is he's come up with this theory that everyone works better in that kind of an environment. This is why it's so dusty. It's no mistake that it's so dusty and gross. It's because Mr. Big believes that that enhances his ability to second-guess the stock market, which he can't accurately read due to his colour blindness. And vertigo. And vertigo. (laughs) Being in such a tall office. Um, And big numbers as well has the same effect as being up high. It's it's all the same thing in your head. Um, His theory is basically that when you have good ideas, you need to kind of bathe in them, wash around in them, and and, and stretch them out, you know, really like mm. lounge around mm, inside mm, of them. Mm, 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 mm. And what happens when you have proper air ventilation is the good ideas, they get sucked up. They get sucked away into the into the aircon, and the filters he's actually a, capture yeah. the good ideas. And he's you don't a, want them in those HEPA He's filters. a sort of conspiracist. I mean, it, there's not a lot of science to support his fears, but it is it's tangible, the notion that, it is to him. Good ideas are sucked out of. I mean, he he actively campaigns against heat pumps. Yeah. Air conditioning. Oh yeah. Uh, windows. It's Mr. Big's belief that the reason why people get so dried out um, when they're in air conditioned rooms is because it's trapping little parts of your soul. Because the notion of air ventilation is actually uh, <laughs> like trying to overtake humanity. 
It's weird though. The danger is, is that basically any environment he's in for too long just fills up with CO2. He's going to give himself carbon dioxide poisoning one of these days. Bloody cock it. His body has sort of learned to adjust and he can absorb and breathe in uh, an exorbitant amount of CO2. Yeah, yeah without consequence. Anyway, the, the the etchings in the book essentially explain these. I mean, we've done a pretty good a good job of deciphering. Deciphering, God. I mean, he, now I'm I'm looking at the book again. It's thrown my language. It's all pretty much written half in wingdings and half in webdings. Um, listen, we're going to wrap this up because I think you've got to get out of here. I really do. You've got you've got a place to be. Um, what I would like to say is uh, go check out the merch. We've got a few things on there now. It's all none of it. It's all done by. People who love the podcast. This is what I love about it. And we give all the artists 20% of whatever we make, which yeah. is good for whatever they designed. Um, which I don't know. It seems roughly right. I hope it's okay. It's, I hope it's, it's all right. It's, I think it's fair. Um, we've got I don't that, know anything. We've got that donate button on there. You could give give whatever you want on that. You can give a dollar. I'd love a dollar. I'd love to get some $1 donations in there. That'd be mean. be real cool. And um, fuck, we love you guys. Good on you. Good on you. And and good on Karma Cola. Good on you, whose ears I'm I'm crawling through right now. Through your ear cavity. Let's get in there. Let's get really get, mm. get in there. Oh, oh no, no, get in there. Really get in there. No, I'm sort of just whispering. Hey, buddy. Across, like I'm whispering hey, across buddy. your brain. It's like a breeze of wind across the top of your brain. How you doing? It's just old. Old Timbo, oh, what are you doing in this person's brain? I'm just making myself comfy, grabbing That's a chair. That's all nice squidgy brain. I'm just grabbing a cup of tea. Don't even need a chair. You can just, just settle in, settle, settle in. your buttocks into okay. this brain. You feel right. it's quite absorbent. I'm it's quite gonna, spongy. I'm going to sleep now, okay? You're going to have a nap in a brain. Yeah. Night, night. That's how people get migraines, you know, is from people sleeping in their brains. Oh, you're, you're unconscious. I'm going to leave. I'm sorry you've got a migraine now. It's Tim's fault. It's nothing to do with me. Right, review on iTunes. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. It's the worst idea of all time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.